Good day, guys. Let's be back on this fascinating Saturday. And as you all know, as you all know, from one ten to one twenty-five on Saturday, is always rookies world. We have three segments on this program, which is about educational motivation, career talk, and job searching. Under job testing, we'll be giving you top five tips for finding a job you love. Wow, that what an interesting topic. Under educational motivation, we'll teach you how to remember what you've read, what to do during, before, and after reading. Under um, career talk, we'll be giving you 15 factors to consider when choosing a career. First tip for finding a job you love. Make a match. Before you start your job search, spend time making sure you are looking for the right job. If you are not certain about what you want to do, take a career assessment or generate some ideas. If need be, get a career coach or counselor. Use the top job site to search for jobs that are a match for your skills, experience, and interests. Get second. Second tip is to get the inside scoop. Don't just apply for the job. Take it a step further. Use your connection on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and other networking sites to discover who you know at the company. Ask them for the insights and information on the company in general, as well about as well as about the job. Interview work both way is the third point. It's just as valuable for you to interview the company as it is for them to interview you. Be prepared to answer interview questions and have a list of interview questions of your own ready to ask. If you're not 100% sure about a job offer, you haven't met the team you're working with. Ask if you can meet your first job boss and colleague. First point is to check out the company's culture. The job may sound terrific, but do you want to work for the company? Is the company culture a fit for you at this stage of your career? Is it too formal or too casual? How is the organization structured? Are there opportunities there for advancement? What is the work schedule like? Is it flexible? At the amount of hours you'd be expected to work a fit for your personal life. Before you apply for any job, ask yourself this question and answer it on your own. Spend some time reading what employees have to say about the company and Glasgow. Fifth point is to make sure the job is a good fit. In addition to, make, to making sure that you want to work for the company, carefully evaluate the job offer. Do you really want this job? Will you be happy doing it? Will you boost your career? Will you give the flexibility or work balance you need? Is the salary what you expected? If not, is negotiating a higher salary an option? Are the employees' benefits sufficient for your needs? How about the work schedule? The hours and the travel is required. If, if there's anything about the job or the compensation package that is making you think steady, ask before you accept the offer. The bottom line. Not all jobs work out perfectly, even if you do all things right. However, you have a better chance of making a CTV match if you are careful about every step of the job search process and you take the time to do due diligence before. Let's take a short break as we listen to this song.
That was feeling by Bloody Poe and Buju and away by Ayayi Rasta. Wow. How to remember what you read? What to do before, during, and after reading? All your brain turns um, reading into memory and why it doesn't. Reading more won't do you any good if you don't remember what you've read. The problem is your brain can't store everything and so it has to make decisions about what's important and, and crucial. And need to be used later. So how does it make that decision? The easiest way to think about this is to talk about high school English class. Most people can remember the plot, character, setting, maybe a few key scenes from books they studied in English class. Yeah, forget entire book they read only a few months ago. Probably you're on the plane just to catch fun. The simple fact is you remember because you had to. In class, you read for a purpose like getting grades, and as such, you knew you do have to use information and connect it to larger themes or ideas. But that pic- book you picked last weekend in the library, it wasn't for anything. And just like your high school curriculum, what was designed to build off what you were learning, the more you are able to connect the information you get from reading, the more knowledgeable you become. I'm afraid to explain that that's how knowledge works. It builds up like compounding sense. All of you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will do it. This doesn't mean you shouldn't only read things. You will immediately use it, but simply that if you want to remember what you've read, you need to be specific and intentional. Before reading, think about impression, association, and, and repetition. Impression. Let's look at each. Impression. Choosing the right book. Our brain loves to lump experience together to save energy. And so, in order to remember what you read, it needs to stand out. Yet, most of us make too big mistakes. We read what everyone else is reading, which is not good. You have to read what your mind wants you to read and what is interesting for you. We force ourselves to get to books we are not interested in. If you're not interested in a book, some, some cause fallacy. There are two obvious problems here. First, the publishing industry puts out 50,000 plus books a year. 
plus the millions of blog posts, articles, and studies out there. There's simply too much to read if you don't create your reading list. You have to create your reading list. Next, forcing yourself to read books. You are not interested in just waste time. As studies are found, you are impressed by something. There's a much higher probability that you remember it and be able to use it later. Association. Connecting the book to your why. If interest in the book subject is the first part about to remember what you read, purpose is part two. Why are you reading this book? Of course, it's fine for your purpose to be general interest, but if you are looking to remember and use what you read, it's better to know how you are going to use it. Repetition. Do a high-level scheme and don't worry about the spoilers. If you hate spoilers, this section... If you hate spoilers, this section is going to hurt. Our brain loves novel experiences, but always pay special attention to anything we repeatedly do, right? That's why skimming and doing pre-reading is a great way to solidify what you are reading in memory, which is a very good advantage for me. While reading, coming to active reading, take um, better notes and build connection. Why we all learn to read as children? We weren't taught what was called active reading. Simply put, active reading is the process of reading with determination to understand and evaluate how and if to use the information you are reading. Compared to more passive reading where you just take the words in, actively engaging with a book is more hands-on. Deliberate and if we are being honest, slower. But the payoff is mass. Here are some tips for how to make the most of your time actually reading. Commit to regular reading session and block. Block distraction. You need to space and you need to space and time to read. According to according to the University of Michigan Health Study, at a minimum, people should be reading for 30 minutes a day. Not only does this help you get through books quickly, but consistent reading has also been found to increase attention span. Develop, develop deeper connection and make us more emphatic. Hmm. So if your daily reading goal is can help to block distractions like social media and entertainment sites while you are trying to read. Yeah, that's true. Take better notes. Being swept away by a story is fine. But when you are reading to learn and remember, you can't let your mind become a river that sweeps you away. Yeah. One of the best ways to do this is to become a ruthless note taker. Your librarian might skill you for this, but using a technique such as marginalia and, and marginalia is just an handwriting in the margin, margin of a note or sketch notes. Yeah. There are plenty of different methods for taking notes, but two things you want to avoid are highlighting, rereading, and typing. Spending more time note-taking and indexing than reading. Build mental connections also while you read. Along with note-taking, active reading involves creating association between what you are currently reading and what you already know about the subject matter or how it applies to your life.
As you read and come across new ideas, try to associate them with familiar memories as a means of creating a bond between old and new. After reading, apply, explain, and revisit. I hope with this point, I've taught students how to remember what they've read because I know like 80% of students are facing this challenge. Why writing Wired, Neko, Common Entrance, Becker, IGCSE, and all external exams and internal exams. The first, the last rather, factors to consider when choosing a career. The first factor is to consider. Ah, it's really, really stressful. It's not even easy at all. The first one is job availability. When choosing a job or career path, you should make your research and update yourself on the type of job that do not go out of season or job that will replace you in the long term due to advancement in technology. Second factor to consider. Interest and passion determines the career. This determines your, you go for what you're interested in, your passion. You don't go for what people you don't go for what people want for you. You go for what you are good at, your interest, your passion, what you like, what you like, your strengths. For example, if you want to know what your interest or passion is, ask yourself the question: What do you enjoy the most? What job can I can you do and be happy even without getting paid? What are your interests? Many people are out there who do not get job satisfaction. They decided because they are not happy with their careers and job. So we will advise teenagers to go for their interests and not what other people want. Your your skills determine your career. What is what are your skills? What are the things you are good at? For example, if you like if you like styling, you can be an hairstylist, a fashion designer. Like, for example, I am a very good broadcaster. That is why I'm here sharing this experience with you. Just try to build your potentials and you'll be amazed by what you get in return. Talent and strength. Your talents help you to succeed in whatever you do. Everyone has one or two talents and it is vital you understand what you are before choosing your career path. Your strengths can also be termed as your skills and good skills enhance your career path. School of education determines what you are going what you are going to go for, the career you are going to go for, sorry. If you just finish secondary school, you can't say you want to go for banker. Of course not. Because your level of education your level of education does not match banking your education to go for whatever you want. The sixth point is attitude to work. People react differently when in the same when they work in the same environment. Your attitude to work is a crucial part in choosing a career path. If you have a positive approach to work and can work in a stressful environment, you can you can ask for higher position in career that is more challenging and feeling and tasking also. Your salary structure should determine your the career you're going for.
Although this should not be like the center of your decision making in choosing a career path, but it is also quite important when you consider the amount of money you use in obtaining your degree in the university. You can make your research on salary structure if you desire, if your desired career just to have it at the back of your mind. Just job experience. Your experience determines your career. For example, for example, I worked at Bookings Africa because I'm interested in online market marketing. Nine cost availability. Once you don't have a particular career in your country or wherever you are, you don't you don't just say you want to go for it because because you need money or you want to have fun. A lot of job and careers are becoming less important and obsolete since they are replaced by new technologies and science. Therefore, when you intend choosing your career endeavor, to check for the cost relevance in the job market as well. An example is the case of ATM machine replacing some of the job of a banker and manufacturing machine replacing job of. Wow, I, I even hope robots know someday replace all we broadcasters. Your personality. Your personality plays a very vital role in being where you are. Your personality tells people about how you think, feel, or act. When choosing a career path, put your personality into consideration. Market availability. Market availability. And they are to cross-check if your career path is favorable in the job market. Are there more job opening and it is for a long term? Find out all you need to know about your career path in the job market. 13. Your lifestyle in relation to your career. Changes in something that is very important constant in the life of man. You are likely to change in the ways you perceive challenges and your lifestyle may also be affected when making these decisions. Hmm. Achieving your long-term goal. When you are choosing your career, it is very important to checkmate your dream and aspiration with your, with your career. Availability of fund. This is also important in choosing a career path because you need to check your financial status when opting for a course to study. Oh my God, I can't wait for us to share another career talk experience, educational motivation, and tips in choosing a, a perfect job. Meet me at Bookings Africa, Bookings World, next week on Saturday. Like, like I said, from 1.15 to 1.35 is always Bookies' word. Bye for now.